Cover Zero Podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. Today, I'm going to be talking about the AFC North and the NFC North. Uh, a few notes from last episode I recorded before Ryan Jensen's knee injury. Uh, that's looking to keep him out for the foreseeable future. They haven't really put a timetable on it. Hopefully, that means he can come back for late season, maybe playoffs. That would be big. Um... For that, does it really change my outlook on the Bucks? I still think they're going to be a Super Bowl contending team. Uh, that seems like a good fit for J.C. Treader, who's still somehow a free agent available. But yeah, uh, that's just the update on the Bucks. Okay, uh, let's get into some AFC North divisional previews. Uh, I'll start with the Steelers. So Steelers going into a new era of football, finally without Big Ben. Uh... Two or three years too late, if we're all being honest. Uh, he has been a bad quarterback, and that roster has been Super Bowl-ready, and he's the one who's held them back, so at least now he's finally gone. Um, the other losses that the uh, Steelers had this offseason have been... Uh, they lost Juju, they lost Joe Hayden, and then Stephon Tewitt also retired. Um, yeah, with the additions, they... Added Trubisky to replace Big Ben. And honestly, that's probably an upgrade. Uh, how much of an upgrade? Let's see. Trubisky, he could do something. You never know. He's he's made the playoffs with a good roster around him, so at least that's something. Uh, they've added James Daniels. That'll be a huge help to the offensive line. Uh, and then added Miles Jack, Leary, Ogunjobi, and Levi Wallace to that defense. I think the defense will still be really good. The only notable hole that they really have is they don't have a true corner. Uh, their corners right now are Levi Wallace and Cam Sutton, which I think they're both at their best number two cornerbacks on a team. So that's the one hole. Their front seven looks very, very good now. Um, on offense, yeah. So I think that Trubisky's an upgraded quarterback. That's... Yeah, not saying a ton, like I just said, but uh, yeah, the offensive line's improved. I think that Najee Harris is incredible. Uh, they just gave Deontay Johnson a two-year contract, which I think that's great for him, because if they don't find that answer at quarterback, then he's gone, but uh, Chase Claypool's still there. They drafted George Pickens, who I think might be the best receiver on that team already. I'm very high on George Pickens. I really liked him out of the draft, out of Georgia. Um... Yeah, tight end, they have Pat Pat Fryermuth. Like, this is a good roster. It's just, do they have a quarterback? And Mitch Trubisky's your guy. It's a tough AFC. So, uh, yeah, I have the Steelers on uh, the outside looking in, unfortunately. But uh, they could surprise some people. Some people, they'll be around. Uh, like, they won't be a bad team, but they'll just miss the playoffs. They'll be on that, that frisky fringe playoff team. So, yeah. Uh, that's my, that's my preview for the Steelers. Uh, next up, let's talk about the Cleveland Browns. So the Browns, uh, notable additions this offseason. So they traded for Amari Cooper, which 
Good trade by them. I don't know what the Cowboys were doing, only giving him away for the fifth, but Amari Cooper is by far the best receiver on that team. He will help out a ton. Um, they also traded for the creep of a lifetime, a predator, Deshaun Watson. Uh, the Browns made a pure football move. That's all you can really say about that. I'm hoping Deshaun Watson doesn't play again. Uh, I think with the NFL appeal, he might not play this season. If he does get suspended, I'm hoping it's around 10 to 12 games. But I don't really talk, want to talk about it too much. Um, the notable losses for the Browns have been... Uh, they lost Landry. They lost J.C. Treader. They lost Austin Hooper. They lost Troy Hill. And they also lost their dignity this offseason. Um, I think the biggest of those losses is uh, is definitely J.C. Treader. Um, he's still a free agent. I think the only reason he's still a free agent is because he's the president of the NFLPA, and that basically makes him a team principal if, uh, to whoever signs it, he has to uphold the rules to the upteenth, upteenth degree. Um, Landry's a little past his prime at this point. He's still solid. Uh, he was probably a leader in that locker room, so, uh, tough to see him go. Austin Hooper was just kind of getting outplayed by the Browns and uh, saved them some gap space. Troy Hill, good corner, got traded away. Uh, with Watson getting suspended for the majority of the season, uh, I don't think the Browns can make the playoffs, even if he does come back for, what if I said, 10 to 12 games. So if he comes back for 7 to 5 games, I don't think that's enough for the Browns to make a playoff push at that point. Uh, they traded away their future, so Texan Texans looking good um, for at least uh, a top 10 pick next year, I think. Um, the defense should be fun. I think they, they got a good defense. The roster, again, the roster is still good for the Browns, just I think with Watson gone, you have Jacoby Brissett as your starting quarterback. It's tough. Again, Brissett was the Dolphins' backup last year, and when Tua was out, he was so bad. Again, the roster was terrible around him, so maybe he'll be better. He looked okay when he was the Colts' starter that one season a few years ago, but again, I don't think he's good enough to win you games, especially in that good AFC North. Um... So yeah, my expectations for the Brown this season, uh, they'll have a top 10 pick, which won't be theirs, and it'll be the Texans pick. So, yep, tough season, Browns fans, not looking good. Okay, next up, we will talk about the Super Bowl runner-ups, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, So the notable additions for the Bengals this offseason have been Hayden Hurst, Lyle Collins, Alex Kappa, and Ted Karras. Three of those additions being offensive linemen are... Huge for the Bengals. That was their major need on offense is that the offensive line is what really cost them the Super Bowl at the end of the day. Um, Hayden Hurst also getting added, who he became out of favor in Atlanta when they drafted Kyle Pitts. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is a monster. So I think he's still pretty good. I think he fills in what Uzama who left, and I guess that'll all go straight into the losses. So yeah, as I just said, uh, the Bengals lost CJ Uzama. They also lost Riley Reef, Trey Waynes, and also Larry Ogunjobi. Um, 
None of those are really huge losses on paper. I think Trey Waynes was their cornerback two or three. So that uh, Larry Ogunjobi's a good starter. So that's a bit of a tough lot loss. Riley Reef was good for them. Then he got hurt and didn't play that entire playoff run. Um, but they upgraded him with Lyle Collins. Yep, so again, as I've been saying, the O-line has been fixed, but still not great. Um, Alex Kappa and Ted Karras are average starters. They're still not good offensive linemen, but again, better than what they had last year. Um, their offense should be electric. I don't know how when they go in a three-wide three, three wide, wide receiver set with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd, it's hard to cover those three guys, especially when you also have Joe Mixon in the backfield and Hayden Hurst, who's still pretty good. Um, Joe, Joe Burrow has so many options, and with a slightly improved offensive line, should give him enough time to one of those guys will get open. They have to. Like, you can't cover Jamar Chase, arguably top five wide receiver. T. Higgins is a wide receiver one on any other team other than this, and Tyler Boyd's one of the best wide receiver twos in the NFL, and he's a wide receiver three right now. Um, wouldn't shock me if all three of the of these guys have a thousand yard seasons, which would be insane. Uh, the Bengals defense, however, I think will take a step back. I think a big reason for that Super Bowl run wasn't Joe Burrow and that offense, but it was the defense. That defense got hot at the right moment and played their asses off. Uh I think Trey Hendrickson is awesome. I think Jesse Bates is awesome. But I don't think the rest of that defense is really much. Uh, I think, again, they got hot. They went on a run at the right time. But I don't think that holds up over uh, the course of this year. I think the Bengals are going to be in a lot of shootouts. But unfortunately, and if you listen to my first episode of Hot Takes, I don't think the Bengals are making the playoffs. I think that comes with them playing in a tough division. I think that it's just, it's a tough AFC this year and someone has to miss. And I, yeah, I think the Bengals are missing this year. So yeah, uh, the Bengals are good to be on the outside looking in, according to me. If you don't like it, tell me about it and I'll tell you, well, I mean, you just listen to this. So you, yeah, you know why you're wrong. Yep. So Bengals just missing the playoffs. Last but not least, we will talk about the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so the notable additions for the Ravens' offseason have been Morgan Moses, Marcus Williams, Kyle Fuller, and Michael Pierce. Um, the Ravens needed some offensive line help. Morgan Moses, uh, very good, capable starter. So that's a big plus for them. Uh, they have Marcus Williams coming in at safety. Marcus Williams, very good safety in the NFL. So... Already helps a good defense. Kyle Fuller, he's, he's going to be playing. God, he's the third corner on that team. They have Marlon Humph Humphrey. They have Marcus Peters. And now Kyle Fuller is their third cornerback. That's pretty damn good, especially good depth if someone were to get hurt again. And then, yeah, add in Michael Pierce. He's back on the Ravens. Uh, signed with the Vikings, and I think he got hurt. Didn't really play much for them. So now he's back with the Ravens. So... He was really good for the Ravens, and uh, with the loss of Brandon Williams, he fills that spot immediately. So, yep, uh, with that being said, I guess let's talk about the notable losses that they had. Uh, they lost Hollywood Brown, who, that's their wide receiver one. Their wide, wide receiver unit is very thin, but I don't think Hollywood Brown is that good to begin with anyways. I think he's solid. I 
don't think he does much other than run in a straight line really fast. So, oh well. Uh, they lost Justin Houston, who Justin Houston, uh, still good. He's getting up there in age. Was definitely a leader for them, but uh, aging now, so not a huge loss. As I mentioned, Brandon Williams, who they replaced with Michael Pierce. So, uh, it's a loss, but again, they signed someone to replace him immediately, so that's good. And then they lost Sammy Watkins, who I don't know what you can say about Sammy Watkins at this point in his career. So, um, And they lost Tavon Young, who, again, they replaced with Kyle Fuller. So that's probably an upgrade. Um, so yeah, the Ravens going in, into next year, they got screwed with injuries last year. I think they were the most injured team in the league last year. Uh, they also, they had a really good record and then Lamar went down and then they missed the playoffs. But they were the top team in the AFC for most of the year. I know a lot of them... They were close comeback games, but if Lamar's healthy this year, which I think he will be, you look at some of the pictures of him this offseason, he looks huge. He looks jacked. Um, I think MVP Lamar is back this year. I think he's going to carry the Ravens in that offense. Um, yeah, talk about that offense. Uh, their offensive line got better. They drafted Tyler Linderbaum, uh, and they added Morgan Moses, and Ronnie Stanley's coming back from injury, too. So again, if that offensive line can stay healthy, that's awesome. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is back. Gus Edwards is back. Um, so that running game should look good. They signed Mike Davis as a third option, which is also awesome for them. Uh, they lost Hollywood Brown, but I think Rashad Bateman is that guy. So And Mark Andrews is still there. So if Rashad Bateman is that guy, I think he is. The Ravens' offense will be better than a lot of people think, especially because Lamar is Lamar Jackson, top five quarterback in the NFL. Come at me. Um, the defense looks great on paper, especially that secondary. Like, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Kyle Fuller as the third quarterback, as I've said before. Uh, Marcus Williams, very good safety. They drafted Kyle Hamilton, who... The Ravens know what they're doing. Kyle Hamilton's a very good player. If he plays his role, I know there was a video clip, I think a week ago, of him getting burned playing one-on-one -on -one man coverage. That's not what Kyle Hamilton does. That's So people were like, oh, Kyle Hamilton washed. No, Kyle Hamilton will show out this year, 100%. And even if he doesn't, they still have Chuck Clark, who's also a good safety in the NFL. Yeah, that defense is going to cause a lot of problems, again, if they stay healthy. And that was the whole issue with that Ravens team last year. Um, I have them winning this division. I think, th yep, they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll get a wild card win. I think they're Super Bowl contenders. I don't think they get there this year, but they're definitely a playoff team. I think they're the best team in the AFC North. After wrapping up the AFC North, we can move on to the NFC North. And let's start with the Bears. Um, Bears fans, I am so sorry. Justin Fields, I feel for you. It's going to be a rough year. So the notable additions for the Bears, they got a new head coach. That's literally it. They didn't do anything else. They hired Matt Eberflus. They got rid of Matt Nagy. Who, yeah, Matt Nagy's an idiot. He deserved to be fired. But yeah, you guys got a new coach and GM. That's the only additions that the Bears made this offseason. And they lost Allen Robinson, their number one wide wide receiver. Khalil Mack, that's all I need to say. They lost Khalil Mack. They also lost Akeem Hicks and James Daniels. Um, so yeah, they lost four starters, didn't replace them with 
anything. It's tough. It's a bad year to be a Bears fan. Um, Darnell Mooney is their wide receiver one. He looked good last year, but I don't think he's a true wide receiver one. Cole Komet, now that Jimmy Graham is also gone, um, his time to shine, but let's see what he can do. Uh, I like David Montgomery. They just have a lot of, it's a lot of question marks. They have players who they could be good or they just kind of could be league average type of players, but that offensive line is bad. I think there was a lot of hope for Tevin Jenkins, who he might even get traded. Um, yeah, that defense isn't what it was. There's really, it's, it's going to be a bad year for the Bears. Um, and yeah, like I mentioned, I feel really bad for Justin Fields. I think he's talented, but he has nothing to work with. He's going to be the Tua Tagovailoa of the 2021 draft, unfortunately. So my expectations for the Bears, uh, top five pick, easy. I think they're the worst team in football right now. So sorry, Bears fans, but going to be a tough year. Uh, next up, let's go to Detroit and talk about the Lions. So, uh, Lions, pretty quiet offseason uh, with the notable addition. They added DJ Chark, who he's been hurt, but when he's playing, he's a burner. He's a very good deep threat. Uh, and then their notable loss, they lost Trey Flowers, who when Trey Flowers left New England, I think he was talked about as like a top 10 defensive tackle, 3-4 D-end, and now... He's still good, but he's just not what he used to be. He needs to find a new role somewhere else. If you listen to my Hot Takes episode, you know that one of my hotter takes was Lions could be a playoff team. Now, I personally don't have them in the playoffs this year, but Lions could be sneaky. Um, On paper, that offense is looking really good uh, outside of Jared Goff, of course. If Goff can be average, he's got a very, 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 I'd say probably the best offensive line in football. He will be throwing to Amon Ross St. Brown, who was very good last year as a rookie. DJ Chark, as I mentioned, and they also drafted Jamison Williams. So when whenever he recovers from his ACL injury, uh, that's three very good receivers for the Lions. They got TJ Hawkinson, who I think is great. Um, DeAndre Swift at running back, who I think is going to kill it this year, especially behind that really good offensive line. And backup running back, they got Jamal Williams, who, yeah, also a a good running back. So, yeah, that offense is going to be clicking. It all, again, it all depends on Jared Goff. If Jared Goff can be okay. The offense is good. The offense is good. I'll stop talking about it. But... Again, the questions come on the defense. Uh, They drafted Aiden Hutchinson. I think that Hutchinson, Dan Campbell, Detroit Lions is the perfect marriage. Um, Aiden Hutchinson playing for his hometown team, playing for a guy like Dan Campbell, I think will be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I've seen clips of Jeff Okuda this offseason looking healthy, looking good. Hopefully he can live up to that top five billing he had a couple seasons ago because everyone thought he was like the next lockdown number one corner and then injuries happen which is tough but yeah I think the Lions 
they'll surprise people. I don't think I don't think they're going to have a top ten pick this year. I think they're going to be on the outside looking in for playoffs, especially because the NFC is a lot weaker. So yeah, uh, Lions will surprise people, but still on the outside looking in. Next up, we'll talk about the Minnesota Vikings. The notable additions for the Vikings this offseason were Harrison Phillips and Zadarius Smith. Along with new head coach Kevin O'Connell and his new offensive system, which has Justin Jefferson super excited. The losses for the Vikings this season were Tyler Conklin, Michael Pierce, and Anthony Barr. Nothing too huge of a loss, if we're being honest. Uh... Tyler Conklin gets replaced with Irv Smith, which I think was the plan all along. Michael Pierce got replaced with Harrison Phillips. And Anthony Barr is kind of just kind of lost his step. He just signed with the Cowboys um, for not a lot of money. And I, it's a notable loss because he's been there a lot, but I don't think he's that type of player anymore. So I am... Very excited to watch this Vikings offense this coming year. I think they improved their offensive line. I mean, they do have Jesse Davis as a starter, which that's a tough look. But other than that, they're young on the offensive line. If Darisaw can hold down that left tackle spot, they're looking good. Um, Yep, they have Dalvin Cook back as the running back. Justin Jefferson... Top three receiver in the NFL, arguably. Uh, Adam Thielen's still there as their wide receiver too. Very good. Irv Smith, uh, they're hoping he takes a big leap. Um, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback. Kirk Cousins is fine. Kirk Cousins is high-end game manager. He doesn't do a heck of a lot to win you a game, but... He won't lose you a game. I know his touchdown-interception ratio is nuts. Uh, But yeah, moving away from Mike Zimmer uh, and hiring Kevin O'Connell, another Sean McVay clone, the offense should be fun to watch. They have, I'm expecting a huge year from Justin Jefferson. If you listen to the Hot Takes Award Predictions episode, I have Justin Jefferson winning Offensive Player of the Year this year. I think he's going to lead the league in receiving yards too. Um, Should be fun. I'm also very excited about this defense. Um, Their defensive line is very good in my opinion. They they have Daniil Hunter um, on the edge on one side who... He hasn't played much the last two seasons, but holy shit, he is so good. So hopefully he's still at that level because people don't want to talk about it, but he might be a top five edge rusher in football like when he's at his peak. So hopefully he's still that guy. Uh, They added Zadarius Smith, who him is your number two edge rusher. Very, very, very good. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson on the inside to block up all that run space. And then, yeah, they added Harrison Phillips, who... Awesome. Uh, Eric Hendricks at linebacker. Uh, The Vikings secondary, however, is very young and very old all at the same time. Uh, They drafted Andrew Booth, who uh, I like coming out of Clemson. They also have Cam Dantzler there, and they also drafted Louis Seen. Uh, so those are the three really young guys who are expected to do a lot for that Viking secondary. And they also have the grizzled vets of Harrison Smith, who is still a very good safety, and Pat Pete, who's 
still a good corner. He's definitely lost a step from his elite cornerback days, but he's still good. Uh, so the secondary has some question marks with the young guys, and let's see if Pat Pete's still a capable starter. But yeah, the Vikings defense should be a lot of fun. So my expectations for the Vikings this year, I think they're going to be a playoff team. Uh, that offense will be clicking. I think the defense is much better than it's been in the last couple years. Again, health is always a concern with this team, it seems. But yeah, I think the Vikings are going to make the playoffs. Last but not least, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. Uh, before I actually get into a preview... I just watched the Pardon My Take interview of Aaron Rodgers, and holy shit, that was hilarious. Uh, definitely give it a watch. Uh, but yeah, so the notable additions for the Packers, they didn't really add anyone. I mean, I guess because I said it was a notable loss for the Ravens of Sammy Watkins. They have Sammy Watkins now. Woohoo. Uh, and the notable losses, yeah, they lost Devontae Adams, who's, yeah. Top three receiver in the NFL. Uh, they lost Marquez Valdez-Scantling to the Chiefs. And they also lost Zadarius Smith. Um, obviously, let's talk about it. The Adams loss is huge. He's been the number one. I mean, he's one of the best wide receivers in football. Of course, that's going to be a huge loss. We'll take a lot of adjusting to. But again, I think the Packers are going to be... Uh, a much different offense this year. I think with the emergence of A.J. Dillon last season, um, I think they're going to run the ball a hell of a lot. Aaron Jones is still there. I think, I think Aaron Jones is going to be used as a backfield pass catcher for them a lot more than he has been. Uh, Robert Tanyan got hurt last season. Two seasons ago, he was tied for the league in touchdowns with Travis Kelsey. I don't think he's... A huge threat, but Hobie, that's a big addition for them coming back that they didn't have last year for uh, that last stretch of the season and the playoffs. Um, again, I think Adams is a huge loss, but I think Matt LaFleur is smart enough to s switch up that scheme to focus more on that ground attack. Uh, Hopefully, David Bakhtiari is back healthy because I know he's had some concerns recently. Uh, the other guy at a training camp who's been getting a lot of buzz is rookie Romeo Dubes. Uh, so maybe he could make a splash there. Maybe he could come out and be that wide receiver one. But the Packers are still going to be good. That defense is still one of the best in the NFL. Uh, yeah, they lost... Uh, lost Zadarius Smith, but Rashawn Gary, already better than him, and Preston Smith is still there, and he's also probably better than Zadarius Smith at this point in their careers, but the secondary, uh, the best in the NFL in my mind, and yeah, they drafted Quay Walker at linebacker, and if he can make an impact, yeah, that defense is still very, very, very good. And even with that loss of Adams, Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. He's a four-time MVP of the league. He will be able to still do what he wants. So yeah, my expectations for the Packers, I think they're going to be one of the better teams in the NFL this year. I think they might be the number one seed in the NFC uh, coming into playoffs. But 
again, like in recent years, I just don't have the Packers getting over that hump, unfortunately. But they're a Super Bowl contender, and there's no doubt about that. Well, that'll do it for another episode of the Cover Zero podcast. If you didn't like what I said, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear your opinions on anything football. I can still tell you why you're wrong, but I'd love to hear your opinions. Uh, I'm a little sick right now, so hopefully I didn't sound too stuffed up. I think I'm, I sound okay, but uh, next week I'll talk about the NFC West and the AFC West because, of course, I have to leave the AFC East and the Dolphins for very last. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode, and until next time, peace. <laughs>